Talking the Nonsense Podcast, episode 34 with my good buddy Mike Baldwin. We've got a lot to talk about today, as always. We're going to talk about uh, new developments with the Trump case and uh, Biden being an idiot and uh, the two-tier justice system. 18,000 cows recently killed in uh, another barn fire. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, about the food chain issues. Um, what else we got to talk about? Um, Bud Light, everything woke going to shit. And uh, got a bunch of videos to break down. And I'm in Vegas, so if, if, if I'm on one side and Bolden's on the other and it looks different to you, that's why I'm in a hotel room. So uh, hopefully everything works good. So how are you, Mikey? I'm good. I was just seeing if I could move. Oh, 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 no. <clears throat> I was trying to make us switch sides, but it won't let me. So I don't know what to do as far as that goes. But yeah, I'm good. Um, we got some videos of stuff. I did a little montage of Biden being a dick to people. And uh, just to show that he's a crazy old man. And I don't know what else. We've uh, the Elon did an interview the other day and made the dude look like a dipshit. I've got a video of that that I'm sure everybody's seen. But I've watched it like five times and it's still good every time. So uh We've got that. I think that's about it. Yeah, we're running things from my side today, from my computer. It, it, it's amazing that video with Elon that we're going to watch, and it's also kind of a kind of a microcosm, I guess you'd say, of the left's entire argument. They're like, we we you know, there's there's hateful things going on, or there's bad things going on, and you're like, well, what? And they're like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. And it reminds me of uh, who else was I just thinking about? Not Elon. No, it's gone. My brain just poofed it out. It's all right. Last night, last night, the perfect example of that is, like I said, I'm in Vegas and we went, my, my friend uh, Mike Faberman met me downstairs and we walked over to the MGM and we were just sitting over at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club talking a little bit at, at the the bar area there there's like nobody there is closed down we we're just sitting there talking and this lady came by and she's kind of drunk and she's from canada and we thought she was a prostitute because she just wanted to sit down and start talking to us you know so we just figured she was a prostitute but maybe she was actually i don't know but we talked to her long enough to realize she was insane and uh she brought up i, I brought up trudeau i was like so what do you think of trudeau you know what do you think about the fact that he is uh associated with all these known pedophiles and all that and then and then she immediately started talking about um first she said she was conservative which kind of confused me because then she started talking about how she didn't like joe biden but she really didn't like trump and i was like well just out of curiosity why don't you like him and all she could come up with was the whole grab the pussy comment you know and then she started talking about um roe versus wade and how her, her if her niece got pregnant, how she would murder people and all this stuff. And she's just crazy. But that was her whole argument for not liking uh, Trump was Roe versus Wade, which he didn't even have anything to do with. And or he wasn't the president during that. And uh, and the grab the pussy comment. And it's just uh, it's just funny how some people still cling to that shit. And just further evidence, too, that some people we'll never wake up to the truth about what's going on in this country and world. Hopefully the, the one thing happens that does make them all wake up. And I still am not sure what that's going to be, but yeah, I think I've mentioned before I, when I lived in New York, I was talking to a comic one night and he was like, things are just so bad right now. And I just looking back, I wanted to, I would have been like, what, what things? But instead at the time I just like felt, his hate or whatever, you know? So I was just like, yeah, that sucks, man. You know, sorry about that. <laughs> Did he know how you felt about things? Uh, yeah. Cause I was in New York doing open mic nights and stuff and doing like Trump shit. I was commenting on Russia and that kind of stuff. Like my first Trump joke, I think I wrote when I lived in New York and it was about the Russian collusion thing where they were just like, like Trump was colluding with Russia and then they're like, no, he wasn't. And they're like, well, he was working with them. And they're like, no, he wasn't. And they're like, well, he likes them. And I'm like, I don't even know if he likes them that much. And they're like, well, he knows them. Have you, have you noticed 
that when whenever this for me when I'm doing a bigger audience and I talk about because I don't talk a lot about politics in my act but I do a little bit I make comments and if I'm in a smaller audience they enjoy it more and when they're in a big when I'm in a, doing a bigger audience they get kind of they get a little reticent about laughing at things or you can see them kind of looking around like I don't know if it's okay to laugh at this kind of a thing have you noticed that at all or yeah, um, a little bit, but it's just, you know, the more people you get in there, then the more chances, I guess, you have of somebody being there with someone that they know would not agree with what you're saying, you know? Yeah. So that's when they're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but when there's only 10 people in there, you know, then the, the chances of, Somebody, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, I almost enjoy smaller crowds anymore more than I do bigger ones for some reason. You know, like, I mean, if a hot, if a, if a big crowd is good, that's awesome, obviously. But yeah, sometimes they seem a little more hesitant to laugh at stuff. Whereas when it's a smaller audience, it's just kind of this intimate little setting and you can just kind of say whatever you want. And right. You don't and really give a shit. And they're not like, yeah, I, I always joke about how they don't laugh out loud. They always just smile when it's a small crowd. And then you'll do a whole set without getting a lot of laughs. And then after the show, people are like, man, you were great. And you're just like, well, why didn't you laugh out loud? You know, but that's I like shows like that, because then you can say like 10 sentences in a row that don't have a punchline because it, it's going to get the same reaction as everything else that you said, you know, which is just like nodding and smiles and stuff. It yeah. seems to, to make it easier to, to wing it when it's just more conversational like that. But if you're in front of a big hot crowd and they're laughing at all your jokes, then saying 10 sentences that don't have a punchline seems like an eternity, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess that's part of the whole point of uh, continuing to, you know, as long as we've been been doing it and as good as I think we are at comedy, we can always get better at it. And for me, that's kind of the next step to me is talking to a bigger audience like I would a smaller one, you know? Yeah. But I'm also kind of a laugh whore. Like I love, I mean, we're comedians. We're supposed to get laughs, but I, I admire people that don't worry too much about that. You know, that's, but yeah. But when you know when you practice at it enough, then you know it's like when you see an improv comic that's like makes everything up off the top of his head, and then you watch him do five shows in a row, and you're like, no, he makes fun of the weirdest shirt in the front row. Like he's not just winging that; like it just seems winged because he's he's presenting it that way you know and that's what comes of doing show after show of being like what's going on with these politics y'all and then eventually you figure out the right sentences to say to like get your point across with having it be funny you know yeah yeah i wrote a pretty good joke last night about transgenderism on stage and i'm looking forward <laughs> to if it works again tonight because you know sometimes you do a joke for the first time and it kills because you don't, you don't know what you don't not trying to memorize it because you're just saying it for the first time. Right. And, uh, so you think you've got a new joke and then you, you go to do it again or remember exactly how you said it and it doesn't come out the same way or. Yeah. Very weird. How many weird animal, man. It's fun um, though. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about next? Do you want to show that video with Biden being an idiot? I love Biden being an idiot videos. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, the first one is uh all right so i can just check my shape oh let's do push-ups together man let's do let's run let's do whatever you want to do no one has said my son has done anything wrong and i did not on any occasion and no one has ever said it not I one say you were doing anything wrong I you said, said i set up my son to work in an oil company isn't that what you said I get your work straight jack but you heard, look, okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but, uh, but look, Pat, look, here's the deal. Can't really hear this part. This is the uh, auto worker guy yelling at him. 
I'd be fucking pokes his finger in his chest. The dude's like, what the fuck? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him. I always like to throw that in when I can. All right. So we've learned now that once I add a video, it just plays immediately. So that's a good thing to know. And then while we're on that subject here, here's Biden, who claims to be a devout Catholic, uh, not knowing what the Psalms are. You know what the Psalms are? Yeah. All right. Well, and I'm not even a religious guy. I know the word Psalms when I see it and I know how to pronounce it. And here's Biden. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Just he's just a dipshit, dude. Yeah. Oh, what I do? There we go. <clears throat> yeah, that first video. Um, I, I I freaking can't stand Biden, but I did think it was kind of funny that that he goes, "Look here, fat." <laughs> right. He just he called him like it's. There's a difference between saying you're fat and calling someone as though fat is their name. Yeah. And that, that's why it just made it a little funnier because he's like, "Look here, fat." <laughs> yeah and i also think it was funny that he's like he's like get your words straight jack i'm like dude you've not said a straight sentence in your three years in the presidency yet and this that was recorded before any of the biden laptop or any of these investigations or any of that stuff came out so that's just like him on video lying that his son had never done anything wrong and that he knew nothing about it you know and i cut out some of the video but you got the overall gist. Let's just write something down earlier. What else did he just? What else did he just get found lying about? Um, oh, saying that he had no prior knowledge of the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid, and it turns out he did because he's the one that authorized it. Yeah, I don't know all the details of that, but I—I I mean, it just like I say week after week, this all feels like it's part of some script or some plan, you know where. The Trump side is like, all right, we're going to we're going to let them go after Trump on this. And then we're going to go after them for the exact same thing. And then we're all going to watch the news be fucking, you know, uh, whatever the word is, where they do the opposite. Fucking. You know. isn't, that, isn't that an impeachable offense? Him lying about it? Oh, I mean, if you're Trump and you do any of the things that Biden has done, then you're going to get impeached for it. But then, you know, I mean, it's it's the Ukraine thing. Like Biden was on video doing a quid pro quo. Trump asked about it and then got impeached for doing a quid pro quo. And nobody fucking cared or or discussed Biden or anything like that's that's how what we're all learning now is like. That's how the news works. Like they hate one side, they love the other side, and they'll do everything they can to, to protect their narrative. And Jordan Peterson was who I was thinking of earlier. When he, I don't know if you saw that old interview of him with the lady trying to gotcha him, you know? And she's like, so what you're saying is like all women should just stay in the kitchen. And he's like, what? No, that's not what I'm saying. Whereas like somebody who's not as, smart and as i guess well trained or practiced as dr peterson would have been like i you know maybe they should or something that would bury them you know but he did a good job of being like no like what you're saying is inaccurate and that's what i thought while i was watching the elon interview the other night because that guy was like there's a ton more hate speech and i've seen it and you would think that elon would just be like yeah we're working on it sorry but instead do you want to go ahead and watch it now real quick yeah, I love this video, and it, yeah, 
I love this video. So yeah, play it. All right, go. Content you don't like or or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean you know just content that will solicit a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content. And I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. I, I, honestly, I you don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. You actually, you've... a lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only, well, I only well, look well, at hang my, on a second. My you said you've following. seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And you I, can't I, give a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying I've... I, then I, I say so that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed. You just lied. What no no what I claimed was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on my feed or not, I mean, I, right? And Literally, if you, you look at something one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U in the UK, they will say that. So they, look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as, as I already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Then, that I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content. And then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then would how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We have, we only have a certain amount of time. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> and Elon's just like, wow. Oh, what did I do there? There we go. Damn it. There you go. Right. Yeah, that's a great video. Um, Comical, dude. I mean, you know, the guy, the BBC reporter, you think he would like have, you, you think he would maybe even have foreseen that question coming, you know, like what if he asked for an example of hate speech that I've seen, you know, and sure. Yeah. But no, they were just like, just get in there, just interview him. Just make so he was fun. interviewing Elon, right? Yeah. Elon uh, put a, uh, a thing under the BBC's Twitter handle that said like government funded media or first I think it said state affiliated media which is like the same title that they give to like Russia Today or or uh, you know any countries like bullshit like this is coming from the Kremlin like this isn't real Russia news this is like their government's version of Russia news and so Elon was like, well, that's basically like the BBC in Britain or PBS or NPR here. Like they get money from the government and then they do things clearly based on, you know, what the government wants them to say. Like people from the government go to them and they're like, dude, we're giving you millions of dollars. Like don't fucking post that or post this or whatever the case. Like the odds of that happening are much higher. So then NPR came out and was like, we didn't fucking anyway. So there was a big argument about that. So then the BBC commented or tweeted to Elon to be like, what the fuck? And Elon was like, come in here and talk to me. Like, I'll, you can interview me if you want. And then they just sent a guy over and Elon posted on Twitter and was like, hey, we're doing a, a spaces, which is like live audio on Twitter. He was like, we're doing a spaces in like 10 minutes. The BBC is here. And then like a few people tuned in and then 10 minutes later, there were like millions of people tuned into this thing. It was awesome. The biggest Twitter spaces that's ever existed so far. And then this guy just fucking puts his foot in his mouth, basically. Yeah. And the BBC is like the CNN of Britain, right? Well, they're more like the NPR or PBS of Britain. Like they're funded through the government and funded through like, 
people donating money to them. And most NPR is a, a better one to talk about because I know more about it than I know about the BBC, but it's the same sort of argument. Like they say, no, like we get money from our viewers. Like our viewers are the ones that send us money. And so then somebody did a search of like who gave NPR money and Bill Gates gave them like fucking tens of millions of dollars. And it's like, Oh, well maybe that has something to do with why they have only been doing like pro shit that bill gates thinks is positive you know and none of the shit that bill gates would be like dude don't fucking talk about that and that's why npr posted that thing after the hunter biden laptop news came out and they were like we're not going to be talking about this because we don't talk about things that aren't news and this isn't news this just seems like a distraction yeah well i think i've talked to you about before about how like if you go back to the obama administration and look at his cabinet and who they were married to. Like they were literally all married to people in the highest parts of the media. You know, it was like, it's just this one big club, you know, and they, they spew out all their bullshit and they one hand washes the other kind of a thing. I mean, it, I wish I had the list in front of me. I think I may have read it on here before we've done 34 of these now, but all the different people who are married, literally married to, people in the Obama administration. It's like, well, shit, man. They got their own they got their own propaganda team right there with them. They just say whatever they want them to say. Yeah, and I don't know which direction that happens in, you know? I don't know, like, I assume the marriage occurs first, and then one of them either gets a job at a news place or gets a job at the White House, and then they're like, hey, my husband or wife over here, they could sure use a job. And like, you know that I'm on team whatever. So let's fucking hook it up. Yeah. And just that's how it happens over years and years, you know. I also read today. um, Oh, you froze there for a second. I also read today that NPR is getting off of Twitter and they're just going to TikTok or something, which is owned by the CCP, you know. Well, NPR did say that they're leaving Twitter and then PBS came out shortly thereafter and said they're also leaving Twitter. And I think it's sort of similar to when when Elon Musk first took over Twitter and all these advertisers were like, we're not going to advertise with Twitter. And they all bailed out. But now they're all coming back again. Like ABC, I think it was ABC, either them or CBS, like quit Twitter when Elon first took over and that lasted like less than a week before they just quietly came back. That's so many of these. And a lot of people have done it too. Trump hating people, or I guess now Elon hating people, which I don't think are exactly the same sort of people. You know, I don't, I, if I was Donald Trump and Elon asked to interview me, I don't think I would let him because Elon would fucking gotcha him the same way that he did the BBC guy, you know? And, and who is that that you, you said that you wouldn't let him interview you? I wouldn't let Elon interview me if I was Donald Trump. Well, and I think it's interesting that people forget that Elon was always a left-leaning person up until pretty recently. Yeah, so was Trump, though. You know, Trump was a Democrat back in the whatevers, the 80s and 90s and whatnot. I mean, so was I, you know, like I've said it a million times, I, I look back on the past and think, think things that I used to think about, <clears throat> about gun control and a number of things. And so I know why they think the way they do, but now none of those arguments hold any water to me. I'm just like, but I can't believe I ever freaking thought that, you know, it's just yeah. so stupid. You're just young and uneducated, you know, and the, that's why... People talk about how, like, you shouldn't be 80 years old and working in the government or whatever, but you're not, if you're interested in being in government when you're in your 20s or 30s or whatever, then I don't think you know enough about what's going on to make rational decisions, you know? It's not until you get into your 40s and 50s that you're like, holy fuck, like, is this what they've been telling people this whole time? Like, why did I believe that? And then that's when you get into government and like try to actually change things, you know, but I don't know. Anyway, we were just talking about Trump used to be a Democrat. So that makes this video seem appropriate. 
which is a thing. Uh, I think it might have been the BBC, actually, that did this like right after the election in 2016. And they were on like, oh, fuck, Trump's going to be president. What's going to happen sort of thing. And I cut a lot of it out, but I left. Uh, eh, we'll just play it. You ready? Yeah. Sure, I'd love to take off my hat. It's actually my hair, you know? I have lots of witnesses, so it is. But, um, hey, it's mine. It may not be pretty, but it's mine. Both Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan had a number of things in common, including the slogan that Reagan had used to launch his 1980 presidential campaign. Let us pledge to each other, with this great lady looking on, that we can... And so help us God, we will make America great again. Thank you very much. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you. I think he just brings an optimism back to the United States that we haven't seen since Reagan. Of all the presidents in the post-war era, uh, Ronald Reagan was the one about whom the establishment in Washington, D.C. was the most apprehensive before Donald Trump. And Reagan, like Trump, was perceived as an outsider, an American nationalist, someone that didn't appreciate the world. So in that sense, the two of them were the two figures, I think, uh, who became president, who were the most feared by the national establishment. Reagan and Trump were at the age of 70, the oldest ever US presidents to be elected. The two right-wing Republicans had been Democrats in their youth, and both had taken an unorthodox route to the White House. That's it. That was a good, it was like a 22 minute thing though that they did, and it was actually kind of interesting, uh, just the comparisons between the two and like I said, it was before Trump actually became president. So everybody was still wondering what he was going to do. So it's a little of the like, you know, Reagan ended up being all right. Like, let's see where, what this Trump guy does. Where can people see that full thing? I don't know. Let me uh, you can tell a story here for a second. And I'm going to look at my YouTube history and see if it's on that. Well, and I, th I think if you look at at uh, Reagan's presidency, you know, and I'm no expert on this stuff, but Reagan's presidency versus Trump's presidency. Trump's was actually, if you look at the truth, even less um, scandal free or more scandal free, rather, than Reagan's was. I mean, Reagan had the whole, uh, gosh, what was it? Um, Iran-Contra, you know, where they were selling arms to Iran or whatever. Um you know, like our our older stuff. Uh, so even Trump's actually cleaner than even Reagan was. If you look at history, he might be. Yeah, this is uh, the thing. If you go to YouTube, the title is how does Donald compare to Ronald? And it was from BBC Newsnight uh, six years ago, and it's actually only 15 and a half minutes long. But uh, yep, so I found that. I also saw or read or heard today, it's hard to keep track of where I get the information from, but that a Rasmussen poll said that 64% of Americans believe we're living in a banana republic. And because of what's going on with Trump and the whole arrest deal, and that he is leading the GOP right now nominee by like, I think he has like 80%. And DeSantis has, as a 20, which DeSantis still has never said he was going to run. Uh -uh. And then there's somebody else with like 1%, but 80%. Um, probably like Nikki Haley or John Bolton or somebody like that. Yeah. But 80%, that is a lot, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, of the Republican Party, who's right. you know, all gung-ho Trump, but except for that 20%, and that 20% are the fucking rhino deep state people, you know? Yeah. I assume. I don't know. But then I speaking of polls and stuff like right after Trump got arrested, they did a poll and they were like, how many people think this is a, a good idea or how many people are like pro uh, pressing charges against Trump? And the number uh, it was a CNN poll and they said it was like 64 percent or something like that. 
And so then they played it off to be like 64% of people think that Trump is guilty of these charges and like needs to be brought to justice or whatever. But I think a lot of that 64% might have been Republicans just being like, yeah, fucking bring it. Charge him with this bullshit. Like set the precedent that we can charge former presidents for shit and let's see what happens. Well, I bet I, I bet that he ends up getting convicted because the whole thing's going down in Manhattan that where they hate him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got a lot going against him. But then they've also got the Georgia thing, which we've talked about. And then they've got the special counsel. What's his name? Jack Smith. And then Trump always throws in parentheses and says, what did, it, what did his name used to be? And I still don't know the answer to that. Maybe somebody does and they can leave a comment or whatever. But um, yeah. Well, Trump. he's even if he loses in Manhattan, he, he's going to win on appeal. And even if they convict him, I don't think it matters. Ultimately. No, no I don't either. I, I think it's just them being desperate, them just trying anything. And it just all it does is like strengthen my resolve that he's a good president, that all of these people that I know are liars and I know lie about other shit. They're the only ones that fucking hate this guy so much. So, you know, it'll it just I think it comes with time. Like we say every week, like more and more people are opening their eyes to different stuff. And I mean, it took me a while, like. I was watching 9-11 shit in like 2003 or something, you know, like those videos and whatnot. And it still took me another 10 years before I was like, oh, fuck, it's everything. It's not just they're telling the truth about everything except 9-11. It's like, no, they they fucking lie to us about everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The level of cheating that they're going to have to do in this upcoming election is going to be off the charts. And I have no doubt that they will try. But I mean, is it even possible? I mean, I guess it is that they could that they could cheat. I mean, they did in the last election. But like I said, the level of it that they're going to have to do this time without mail in balloting and all that shit. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see another pandemic come out before the election. Maybe they'll try that one again. Or maybe they'll bust out fucking alien shit or any number of other things, you know? Maybe a an asteroid will... People talk about how the government, they're like, yo, you got an iPhone 14. Like, the government has a fucking iPhone 45. So, like, they're way ahead of us on technology. I wonder if they have the technology to like grab an asteroid from like half a million miles away and like direct it towards earth. I bet if they have that technology, they're working on it now and they're going to be like fucking throw the asteroid at the earth. Like that's better than what's going to happen to us and our families. If we get caught doing all this shit, which tells me even more that we need to bust these people for shit. If they're willing. Oh, actually I, found a thing the other day i bet i could share it on the screen but uh i just screenshotted it this guy was talking about q and stuff and he was like i'm not a big follower of q can i read this thing real quick yeah this dude uh his name's always open zero 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 on uh great awakening dot win which is uh, still it's like the reddit of MAGA people Uh, He says, I am somewhat of a skeptic regarding Q. I can't be truly certain about it, even though if it is true, it would be very comforting. That may be the case, especially with a lot of proof surrounding uh, Q and Trump. And then he gives the example of a time where uh, Q was doing a a question and answer thing. And somebody said to Q, hey, if you're real and you really talk to Trump, then tell him when he gives his next speech to throw in the phrase tippy top somewhere. And then it was all just laugh emojis and LOLs and shit. And then sure enough, the next day or a day or two later, he was giving a a speech around Easter. And he was like, we've got we're filling this thing up to the very top, tippy top, tippy top. And all the QB were like, there's no fucking way. That's a coincidence right there. But anyway, okay. so this guy says, uh, especially with a lot of proof surrounding Q and Trump, tippy top comes to mind as one of the simplest, strongest proofs out there. However, I now understand why things are taking so long. The deep state isn't finished. 
when Trump claimed he wanted to make a big announcement on the same day as the announcement, we got a Poland missile strike, which could have easily escalated to World War Three. The deep state was obviously setting this up as the obvious massive distraction it would be had Trump's announcement included calling them out for what they are are you uh, for what they are doing or whatever. He kind of fucked his words up there or I did. Who would focus on the satanic elite when World War Three is going on? This would also provide them with the excuse to shut down the Internet using a Russian cyber attack as a scapegoat. So Trump's exposing of them doesn't reach that many people that would have glued everyone to their TVs instead, which they would be talking about World War Three 24 seven, which would drown out the hey, most of the political elites and celebrity celebrities are satanic pedos voices. You can bet they had some people watching the announcement at the time to see what their next move would be. This also leads to another realization by me. The deep state don't know what Trump's next moves are. They're in the dark, just like us. If they knew, they would have never done what they did with the World War III warning they threw at Trump had his announcement actually been about exposing them, which they surely suspected was a possibility. This is also why I don't like when people make predictions like two more weeks. The deep state is willing to start World War III to protect themselves from arrest. I'm not sure exactly what Trump or Q's plan is in this scenario, but what I do know is that we won't be seeing any arrests as long as the deep state still has the ability to start World War III, which would lead to millions or even billions of deaths. They'll bring the world down with them. I think we're in some sort of stalemate, and I can't tell who's winning, to be honest. Trump and Q seem to have knowledge of the deep state's plan beforehand, but I don't know if I confirm that, if I, I can confirm that. However, the deep state certainly has no knowledge of what Trump and Q are going to do next. This gives me some hope, but I don't really know where this next stage of the movie is going to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I started to say this or didn't say it or not, but I have no doubt that they would start a nuclear war or do whatever they have to do to hide the shit that they've done. It's just like when when uh, the election was going on and my wife was like, he's going to win. He's winning in X, Y, Z. And I was like, they are not going to let that man win. I'm telling you. And then we went to bed that night and they still hadn't won. I'm like, we're all fucked. <laughs> but if that was part of the bigger plan, you know, because it's not about a four-year election. It's not about an eight years. It's about changing all the shit that the deep state has been doing since 1913 when they essentially bought this country and have started a major conflict every 10 or 15 years ever since that takeover in 1913. That's what we've been watching forever. That's That was the whole point of the plan to save the world, you know, that, that video about, you know, this isn't human nature. This is people orchestrating this shit because they benefit from it. And that's the gist of every awful thing that happens in this country and world. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what should we talk about next? Oh, uh, let's see. We can. Uh, uh, well, I guess here, this is like 13 seconds long. Here's a bunch of kids chanting. Let's go, Brandon, at a wrestling thing it was in missouri and it, it seems to be just a bunch of kids which just makes it kind of neat yeah I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. It's just people know. People fucking hate the guy. People know, and that's that's part of the reason, you know, I want my son to wrestle because I it's some the only sport I was good at really and I knew anything about, but I also like the kind of young people it makes, dude. We had the we've had good shows here so far in Vegas, but there was one show on Tuesday night and it was all super young people and they were just so dumb. Um and I feel truly bad for kids growing up in this society unless they have really good parents or they don't have to go to public school because they are being literally brainwashed by social media and the fact that they've been brought up on on cell phones i mean 
we're not immune to it and we're in our 40s. So think about if you've just been literally born into it and that's all you've ever known. Like I, I reached out to this college group not too long ago about doing uh, uh, some animation for me on these prank calls I did. And I asked this kid, he's probably in his 20s. I'm like, hey, man, can I get your phone number so we can actually talk about this? And he's like, oh, wait, dude, I don't I don't do phones. You know, I don't <laughs> I can't talk on the phone is basically what he's telling me. And a lot of kids these days don't want to drive. They would just rather Uber so they can be on their phone. And I'm like, God, when I was 16 or whatever, that was the ultimate is to be able to have your driver's license. And now kids are like, we don't need a we don't need to drive. We can have an Uber and, you know, our phones. And it, it's just sad, man. So I like the kind of kids that wrestling produces. Like when I talk to young wrestlers, they look me in the eye. They ask me questions like an adult would, like, where are you from and how you doing? And, you know, and most kids today, and I mean, kids being like teens and 20s, they, they can't even look at you. And if you're like, how you doing today? They're like, why are you talking to me? Can you like, can you text me? Hello? <laughs> no, motherfucker. You're right here. Let's just talk. I don't know. I feel bad for them. And they seem very ignorant. Yeah, they are. Luckily, I mean, we've, we've got people that are, are not ignorant. I don't know how old this guy is. This video is a couple weeks old, but I, uh, I like the, the black dude that, Fauci went and knocked on his door to offer him a, a vaccine. And the dude was like, no. Nah, and and I do have to say real quick there that is as disappointed as I am in so many young people and how much I worry about their generation and I genuinely feel for them. There are good, smart kids out there and not just wrestlers. The other day we were at the park, my son and I, and these kids were shooting baskets and they were listening to rap music and the rap music was kind of dirty. And they're talking about, you know, using the N word and, and F word and all these stuff, uh, you know, and, and these kids were like, when we came over to shoot baskets next to them, they were like, Hey, sir, do you want us to turn this? Do you want us to turn this off? You know, because I was with my four-year-old and I, I was like, no, you don't have to turn it off, but I really appreciate you asking. So, you know, I don't mean to shit on all youth either. I mean, there's a lot of good kids out there. I just feel bad for a big chunk of them. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, the I don't know that many kids, uh, but I have nieces. I have three of them, and I think it has a lot to do with the parents. Uh, obviously, the schools are are trying to, like you said, brainwash kids, indoctrinate them, like teach them their way of thinking. And all it really takes is for you to go home and be like, "Hey, mom, you know, like, what's the deal with this?" And your mom just be like, "That's fucking bullshit." Like, don't listen to that. Like, do your work, get good grades, don't let them. That's all it takes is one adult. I think the problem comes, and that's why a lot of these people are complaining about grooming and that kind of stuff, is that they're talking about, like, keeping secrets from parents, you know? And so the it's no different than any other predator out there. Like they don't just walk up to a group of kids and be like, Hey, anybody want to get in my van candy or whatever? Like they like to get these kids alone. They like to find the ones who don't have good home lives and groom them, you know, like slowly gain their trust. So then that teacher becomes the adult in their life that they respect when, when it should be your parents, you know? Yeah. And so that sucks. That's what I, I feel sorry for kids who, who have a shitty home life who don't have any other choice but to trust their teachers, you know? Yeah. Well, if we stay in California, dude, my kid will go to public school over my dead body. I mean, I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. and that, But that's what kind of sucks, too, is that, I mean, it's all over the country now. It just depends on what school you get and what teacher you happen to get, you know? And I saw a funny thing on Twitter the other day, a guy started posting and saying, uh, I think it was Carpe Donctum, which is a dude that makes like funny videos and stuff. But he was like, uh, I'm a third grade teacher. And one of my favorite things to do is uh, to pull a kid aside and teach him about the, the teachings of Jesus. And, uh, and his parents might not like it, but I just told him that, uh, you know, not to tell his parents and, 
of course, all these leftists are like, you should be fired and that kind of stuff. And people are just like, God, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, don't you understand? That's exactly what you're doing to kids right now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's that's them in a nutshell, you know. And that's what we were saying before, like, or uh, maybe we haven't talked about it yet, but that's what this next video is, is like all these kids now are like, how did you guys deal with it when you were younger? And it's like, we didn't have to deal with any of this shit when we were younger. You want to watch that video? Real yeah, quick? yeah, I saw this last night for the first time. It's, it's freaking great. All right. How did you guys do it? How did you stay out of the generational hate war? We didn't stay out of it. It was just never an issue with us. Anybody born between like 75 and 89, you automatically started going to school with multicultures. So it was never an issue for us. White, black, and brown, we was holding it down since day one. We never looked at people at this color and stuff like that. If we didn't like somebody, it's probably because they were just an asshole. Also, social media destroyed y'all's lives. All you younger folks, it just destroyed y'all's lives. They just promote hate and racism every single day, and it's starting to divide everybody. See, we didn't have technology like that. When I was in middle school and high school, we had pagers and shit. So, I mean, you wasn't texting racist shit on that. Yeah, we had the news and stuff, but we didn't watch the news. We was kids. We was outside. We was also not raised to be pussies and offended by everything. Somebody didn't like you. Your mom would be like, quit being a bitch and go find somebody else to kick it with. And we did. It was the greatest era ever. Like, we never knew so much about racism till now. Yeah, I love that freaking video. And it's so true, you know, like we, I, you know, it, it's gotten worse, not better. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And he nailed it, you know, when I was in school, uh, we were all friends. We were all friends. And if somebody was racist or something, they were ostracized. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I think that guy just nailed it. It was great. Yep, I agree. And he, you know, I agree that he's right. Also, like, I, I never really thought about race and whatnot. I mean, I can't say I didn't think about it. I just was never swayed one way or another. I wasn't like, oh, that's a black person. So I should treat them like this instead. I was just like, that's a person. And then if they end up being a dick, I'm like, I don't like that person because they're a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I cringe when I see people from my high school that I went to school with that are like, I'm going to teach my son that he has white privilege. And I'm like, you're going to teach your kid to be racist. That's what you're saying. But they think they're being like woke and progressive. And I'm like, no, you're, you're the biggest part of the problem saying shit like that. And these are otherwise smart people, you know, that have just been duped into this bullshit. Yeah. And imagine like you're a black guy and somebody like you go in for a job interview and somebody's like, Hey, before we get started, I just want to say, I'm really sorry. And they're like, for what? And they're like, you know, just everything. Sorry for, and it's like, what did you do, dude? I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't think it's been said a hundred times, but we we shouldn't even be discussing things that our great, 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 great ancestors did in like today's terms. None of us should have to apologize for any of that. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to play next? The Russell Brand video? Sure, I can do that. This is uh, Russell Brand. I think he was on Bill Maher, and he was talking to, was that an MSNBC guy or just a guy who, like, agreed with MSNBC? And Russell's like, Come, every, everybody's lying to us. It's not one side that's lying. It's everybody. He says it yeah. better. Yeah. And play. To listen, Wait, do you think you can improve America I by determinedly and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're participating in the same game? I, Did you not just listen to someone who plainly legitimately believes in this country and believes it's possible to change, but is bound by corruption, is bound by the lobbying system? Surely it's clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices that systemic change is required. Money has to be taken out of politics. We need new political systems that genuinely represent ordinary Americans so that we can overcome cultural differences. And bickering about which propagandist network is the worst is not going to save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American child, not going to improve America's standing in the world, and the world needs a strong America. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So you have an obligation, a duty. 
I like Russell Brand, man. He's cool. I I liked him before he even got very political, you know? Yeah. Um, I never thought much about him one way or the other until until he started, you know, because he's one of these people that he's a liberal, if you want to say that. And uh, but he's not he's not bound to believe that bullshit just because of that. He's able to see things on a bigger scale and he nailed it as far as like we have gotten so far off what the founding fathers set this country up to be and we were going in the right direction until the deep state players got their hooks in us and this country is obviously great still for a lot of reasons but america could be so much better i mean i feel like we've said that a million times but even as good as it is it could be so much better if we had stayed on that path instead of letting government get so out of control yeah i wish i was more knowledgeable about how the government was in the past, you know, cause I have a feeling this is not a, a new thing necessarily. Like maybe he had just, I, it took a really long time for them. Like they knew it was going to take generations and they're like, okay, we're going to do this generation like this. And then we'll do this. And they were like, that's why they're all part of the same clubs and stuff, you know, cause they're like, let's bring in the young ones. Let's t- teach them the plan and like what their generation is going to do. Like, I assume this is a, a hundreds of years long thing. Well, I think a good example, um, you know, that people will call you racist for, for talking about, but after world war two, black families were on the incline, you know, the black families were, were kicking ass uh, socially and economically and all that. They were going on the upper tw- trend. And then when they brought in the Welfare Act, all of a sudden it just went. And that's when you had the decline in all these urban areas. You know, it started going the opposite direction. And, you know, I I don't have any problem with welfare for people who genuinely need it. But they brought it in as a way to destroy black families, not to build them up or help them out. You know, it was ultimately Democrat racist bullshit, you know, that wanted to keep them from going on that upper trend, you know? And if you bring that up, people are like, that's racist. I'm like, that's not racist at all. It's racist to to, to continue to do down that. that path, you know? Yeah. And I tried to point that out to a very good friend of mine and, and they didn't want to hear it and it breaks my heart. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, the, you know, like like we've said, maybe that's not the thing that that opens people's eyes, which means it's got to be something bigger and crazier later, you know? Yeah. All right. We're almost out of time. Do you want to hear this girl from the blaze talk about how people are crazy or do you want to watch Fauci get shit on by this guy? I'd rather hear Fauci get shit on. I know which which video you're talking about and we can watch it, but I don't know. She she got a little she was. I, I cut out most of the emotional hysterics. Like, yes, but well, okay. First, this Fauci thing. Okay. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to. But create vaccination. Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science to get us to be able to do it. Twenty years is not quickly. enough, and nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much the more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually yeah. too. You know, I want to pause it for a second because what Fauci says here is something that nobody seems to be talking about that month that much, which is the fact that during COVID, the flu basically just disappeared. And people on the left, the super leftists will tell you, well, that's because we were wearing masks and we were protecting ourselves and we were social distancing and all of this shit. But I think really what it was is that COVID symptoms were so similar to flu symptoms 
and hospitals knew that for every COVID person that they had, they got more money from this government shit that they signed off on. So, of course, if somebody comes in with the same symptoms as the thing that gives them money, they're not going to say that they've got this other thing that doesn't give them any money. So there were like almost no flu cases, no flu deaths the last few years. And so this guy just said, so COVID's kind of like the, the common flu then. And Fauci's like, no. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's that, once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pay us. Yeah, definitely. Because when, right. when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else, something it, I, else going it on is something that. going yeah, on. Something else You're right, but I'm glad millions of people, like me and almost everybody here, didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep okay, you anymore. It's okay because my my my, my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear. This pandemic. That's all it is. And then Fauci doing some hand sanitizer because he was around a dirty man. Yeah, but he didn't even touch. He's such a piece of shit. Well, what I like is that that video was from like shortly after the, the vaccine came out. This is before any mandates or anything like that. This is when they were when Krispy Kreme was like, come get vaccinated at Krispy Kreme. We'll give you a free dozen donuts and that kind of shit. Thinking that people would just be like, OK. And they, so I think this was on PBS. I'm not entirely sure, but they put that video out to make the dude look like the dumbass. Like they wanted to look back at that guy now and be like, man, can you believe how stupid people were back then? But that guy was 100% correct. Yeah. And I also heard something, maybe it was on X22 report about the Operation Warp Speed, not just being about getting the vaccine out quicker, but. Um, Warp speed, like um, uh, exposing the the deep state and and their agenda for for everything. It wasn't just about the vaccine, because that's still always been my thing with Trump. Like, why doesn't he just come out and say the vaccine doesn't work and it's not something I, I would recommend to people and and uh, all that? But they also say that if he did hadn't done that, then this shit would have dragged drug on for like ten years. You know. Yeah, I mean, we would. I think we would still be forced to wear masks and forced to social distance and do all that shit if if uh, Trump hadn't done what he did. Yeah. Or, but then again, who knows? You know, maybe it was. I guess if you're if we're just making up scenarios or whatever, like it could have been Trump in cahoots with China, being like, "Hey, release something that's not going to kill anybody necessarily." But the, w watch how the news uses it and says that it's, you know, so then they take dying people that are dying anyway and being like, this thing's killing all sorts of people. And, and it, so who knows? May, it, it could be Trump doing it himself. Maybe Trump released the virus. <laughs> um, is there another video you want to play? You want to play that chick? Yeah, we can. We're at 58 minutes now. Yeah, let's do it. Society has decided to allow rampant mental illness and pretend that it's tolerance. The LGBT community and really the left in general have been ramping up to this, haven't they? It's something that we see every day. We talk about it on this program every day. They firebomb pregnancy clinics when they lose the right to kill children. They threaten the lives of Supreme Court justices and lawmakers. They casually suggest murder to deal with people they disagree with. They burn down cities when they don't get their way. They assault those who disagree with them in broad daylight with no worry of consequences whatsoever. These people have been telling on themselves for a while now. If you don't affirm their delusions, they want you dead. Trans rights or else. They have a, a, a T-shirt that says trans rights or else with a bunch of guns on the t-shirt. These people think that they are immune to the rules of a civil society because for the most part, people have looked the other way. Ooh, don't wanna be called intolerant. Affirm the delusion, don't wanna be called a bigot. 
shoot them up full of hormones in an unprecedented way, which, by the way, can cause horrible side effects like mood swings and rage, but mm, don't want to be labeled a transphobe, so we better not. These people are mentally ill, and half of society refuses to treat the mental illness head-on, all while saying, you're the problem. You're a religious extremist if you don't believe in chopping children's breasts off. You're a far-right-wing nut job if you acknowledge basic biology. But it's not just mental illness. It is something so much further, deeper than that. This is, without a doubt, spiritual warfare. We are in the battle of good versus evil. Well, evil will be called good and good evil. Darkness will be called light and light will be called darkness. We're here, guys. We are here because there is nothing else to call the murder of innocent children but evil. What did they do? They did exactly what I told you they would do. It's your fault. If you just accepted trans ideology, these poor trans people wouldn't have to slaughter your children. No. Mm -mm. No. 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 Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't usually watch theblaze.tv or whatever, but I liked that little clip. She did a good job. Yeah, and she nails it too, you know. There's a, you know, I guess that, that kind of leads into the whole Bud Light topic. Um, you know, a lot of people will have you believe that that's just uh, um more evidence of people being bigots against transgender people. And it's not so much that it's, I think they're protesting more about the fact that they're trying to shove real women out of society to replace them with people who want to be women, you know, transgender women. Um, I think that's more what that's about, you know, and, and I, I, I don't drink, so I don't give a shit, but um, I mean, it's easy for me, but I, I, I think it's kind of great that Bud Light, Bud Light was shit beer anyway. And I think it's great that they're finally getting, you know. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about that, though, is that there's, if you're a drunk and you drink beer every day, you probably don't follow how many beers are actually owned by the company that owns Bud Light. It's Anheuser-Busch, which I think is still in St. Louis, Missouri. But They've got like over a hundred different kinds of beer. So people are like, fuck Bud Light. I'm going to go get Michelob instead. And it's like owned by the same fucking company, dude. So you're just like, yeah, Bud Light sales might go down, but Anheuser-Busch sales aren't going down because all these people are, are like, well, I still need my beer. So I'll just switch brands. And it's like, why don't you just quit drinking, dude? I think that <laughs> would make a, a much bigger point if Anheuser-Busch was like, they didn't buy any fucking beer. Or drink Coors, you know. Um, I I was always a Coors Light guy myself, which um, I don't. Is Coors their own brand, or is that an Anheuser Busch thing too? No, I think Coors is a se is a separate deal. All right, but well, it 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 was all shit as far as I'm concerned. And, and is regular just Miller Light? Because yeah, Miller is not Anheuser Busch. I don't think. I don't know either. I'd, I'll have to look it up, and we'll talk about it next week. But the all, fact all is, I know, there's a shitload of them. All I know is that their their sales or their uh, stock market has gone down by like I've heard anywhere from three to seven billion dollars. And yeah, but it's worth it's their stock market cap or whatever is like a hundred and forty billion dollars. So it's it's still I'm sure nobody's super happy about it, but. I think they're probably all looking at each other and going, all right, this wasn't as bad as we thought, or it was like exactly as bad as we thought it was going to be. But it's just, I forget who it was that was talking about this, but it's like, it's not that Anheuser-Busch is like, hey guys, like, let's all love trans people. It's that these companies like BlackRock and State Street Capital or whatever, and all of those are like, hey, we're pushing this agenda and we've given you more money than anybody else. So you got to do these things that we're suggesting. And they're just like, yes, sir. Like, just keep those checks coming. We'll fucking do whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about that, too. Like, there's got to be some reason that there's that they're willing to stick with this. And I think you probably just nailed it. And we don't necessarily have time to talk about it, but we, we you know, next week we'll probably, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's not like it's going to go away that Mike McCormick, the stenographer coming out and saying that, like, I submitted uh, evidence to the FBI about, about uh, Biden and how, what a criminal he is. And they, uh, 
you know, they haven't said anything about it. And, and the thing is, if you submit like a tip to the FBI and it turns out to be false, you can go to prison for it. So unless this guy is just a complete idiot, I don't think he would, um, I don't think he would do that. But so far the FBI hasn't touched it, which is kind of all you need to know about the FBI. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know the story you're talking about. What did the guy say? There's a guy named Mike McCormick and he was a stenographer for Biden, I guess. And, uh, he submitted evidence to a tips hotline for the FBI. And again, if you do that and it turns out to be false, you can go to prison or jail, you know, it's, it's definitely illegal. You can't just be submitting false claims to the FBI. Uh, Ex-Obama staffer blows whistle on hey there. Biden. Oh, did I lose you? Shit, what happened? Uh-oh. Are you there? You there? I'm here. Damn it. Oh, all right. Well, that's pretty much the end of the show. Um, I don't know what Tim did. He did something. And Why can't I hear working. you? But I can hear him just fine, and so we're at a minute five. We'll probably just go ahead and wrap her up. I don't up know why I can't hear you now. And call it an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been the Nonsense Podcast with Tim and Mike. And now I'm hitting end. <laughs>